everybody. Welcome to Slasher. I hardly know her. I am Micah. We're going to be joined by my special guest, Alex, in just a minute. We are talking about 1992's Dead Alive. It was released as Dead Alive in the U.S., but came out as Brain Dead in New Zealand, where it was made directed by none other than The Hobbits and Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson. From his splatter film uh, period, he made three splatter films. This one, Dead Alive slash Brain Dead, one called Meet the Feebles, and another called Bad Taste. Um, I actually saw Evil Dead... I think I got it on a VHS at a uh, Hollywood video back in the day. You know, when video stores were a thing. Do you so mean we're gonna talk Dead about Alive? That. Before we get into it, let me welcome... Did I say Evil Dead? You did. I've made that mistake Wait, you're not supposed times. to talk yet. I haven't Sorry. Well, I, you wanted, yet. We, I wanted to jump in. a voice and... coming from... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. All right. Let's, let's welcome him to the show. My brother from another stepmother... Mr. Alex Slasher, the other half of the Slasher Duo. Welcome to the show, Alex. Oh, it is so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, did you see my Venmo request yesterday? No, you sent me a Venmo request. <laughs> yeah, I sent you. How a, much money do you want? Uh, it was the exact price of this movie that I had to buy on Amazon. I wanted that because I figured it was cheaper than giving me back an hour and a half of my life. But <laughs> that was early on in the viewing, so I canceled the Venmo request because I ended up uh, changing my mind about this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, if you like practical effects, come on. Yeah. Does it get better than this? I don't know that it does. I mean, like some of those... I mean, there was so many things that made you cringe you know it was like oh my oh, god absolutely. Yeah. you know I, I was uh, yelling at my tv it's yeah like, ow, it, ow. there was it, when the guy's guts came out and became a character of their own uh, uh-huh. <laughs> th- that was that was something but yeah it was uh it was slow to start i will say and the acting was subpar. ridiculous yeah it was ridiculous without a question uh I didn't I, hate all the acting. I mean, yes, I think it was a little hard to get attached to some of the characters, but there was some good over-the-top acting in there. It wasn't like, you know, a, a high school play or something like that. It was pretty bad acting. I mean, like, I have a note here that says, reminiscent of Birdemic minus the stellar acting. So, <laughs> Come on. Uh, I've seen Birdemic. These two do not even compare. Oh, okay. Have we I mean, not Bird done... Dimmick is absolutely ridiculous. It looks like you and me made it on our phones. Uh, it doesn't look that good. Dead Alive is is crazy. I mean, it, practical effects are ridiculous. Dead um, Alive But is let me crazy. give you the blurb real quick Please on do. Dead Alive slash Brain Dead. So it came out in 92 in New Zealand. I think it actually got released in, in the U.S. in 93. In New Zealand, it was released as Brain Dead, and here in the U.S. of A., it was released as Dead Alive. And here is the blurb. Overprotective mother Vera Cosgrove, spying on her son Lionel as he visits the zoo, the zoo with lovely Paquita, is accidentally bitten by the fearsome Sumatran rat monkey. When the bite turns his beloved mother into a zombie, Lionel tries to keep her locked safely in the basement, but her repeated escapes turn most of the neighbors into the walking dead 
who then crash a high society party thrown by Lionel's boorish Uncle Les. <laughs> Had a budget of $3 million. Uh, they were... I think they were going to shoot it on 35 millimeter and they went with 16 so that they could put even more of the budget more into all these effects. It's yeah. uh, uncle less. I couldn't tell if the sores around his face were practical effects or whether that actor just had sores around his mouth. But you know what? I had the same question and they kept like, as the movie progressed, he would have more. I just think he had yeah. a bad case of herpes. <laughs> it's what it looked me. like. Didn't it? That's see. I was like, is that makeup or is that them trying to cover his herpes with makeup? I think I think the guy actually had some sort of malady, but you know, I have nothing to back that up. He was good. He was great in his role. I mean, the mom was terrific. Lionel did a great job as far as the demands of the role were to have wide eyes and be upset all the time. <laughs> Wait, I, I think I have a note on that. Let me see here. Uh, uh, yes, an early but failed attempt at what would later become known as eyeball acting. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of there's this movie that I don't know how many people saw it back in the day. It starred Charlie Sheen. It was called, I think it was called The Arrival or Arrival, something like that. And it was about aliens and Charlie Sheen, the whole movie. I don't know if he was acting or if it was just all the coke he was on. He just had wide eyes the entire movie. <laughs> well, this I mean, that was his this main actor's go to was the wide eyes. And even when after he had stuck the dead people in the basement who were still alive, but dead, uh, who were, I guess they were you could say they were dead alive. Uh, he's in bed and he's just like wide eyed and like jimmying his eyeballs around. It was. It was his go-to. I'm looking at the Wikipedia on Dead Alive. It says it was shot over 11 weeks around Wellington in New Zealand for $3 million. Written by uh, Peter Jackson, Stephen Sinclair, and oh, what was her name? Fran Drescher. Did Fran, Fran Drescher, Drescher write this movie? Fran, wow. Fran Walsh. The Francis nanny Walsh. wrote this movie. That is amazing. And then, of course, we've got a tip our hats to uh, Peter Jackson, Bob McCarran, and Richard Taylor, who did all the effects for this movie, along with an army of techs, and uh, a lot of the miniature models were made by Jackson himself. They were, there were just a few stop-motion things. Anything with the Sumatran rat monkey was stop-motion animation yeah. and looked pretty rough. Why would they let, so they captured the Sumatran rat monkey, and I love the scene where they're capturing it and the natives try to stop them and they're running away and shooting machine guns. And it, it was bananas. He was some guy from a zoo who wanted the Sumatran rat monkey. They put it in the zoo and then it, uh, what, it kills, it kills something right off the bat. Something in another cage or a dog it's that's a walking monkey, by. Right? Yeah, I don't remember exactly. But I mean, it decimates it. It's an ugly little thing. And they have it grabs a monkey's paw uh, or arm or whatever through the cage and chews on it, rips it off. And then somebody like gets close to getting, you know, injured there as well. So my question is, why do they have the Sumatran rat monkeys so close to the public? Shouldn't it be separate? I mean, don't they realize this thing is a monster? 
I mean, it had to have done something like this before, right? This couldn't be the Correct. first time that this rat monkey decided to go ape shit on an ape. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, just the 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 careful nature in which they removed the monkey because they were so scared that it was going to bust out of this thing. And then they put it in a cage that is no less than 11 inches from the sidewalk. So you could just walk over there and try to pet it and lose an arm. And it's butted up against other cages so it can eat monkey arms when it wants. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. It, and ridiculous, ridiculous stop motion is, is what the Sumatran rat monkey looks like. Everything's been real. And then you cut to the stop motion of this ridiculous creature ripping this monkey's arm off and eating it. And I mean, but just... Aside from that scene, to talk overall about this movie, ridiculous amounts of gore. The practical effects are insane, man. I mean, it just it 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 starts slow, but then it never lets up, and it just raises the stakes throughout the movie over and over again. So, if you are a gore hound, you will not be disappointed. You might even have found your new favorite movie if you haven't already seen it. Certainly, I mean, there is no question that this movie is one of the goriest movies I have ever seen in my life. The most blood I've ever seen in a movie to date. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was so much blood. I can't even express how much blood we eventually see towards the end. I don't even know how the actors were able to see or breathe because they were just covered in this fake blood. But you know, the acting was tough to get by, especially at the start before the blood started, because it was some um, it was like watching that Robin Williams Popeye movie, but without all the overacting. Mm -hmm. Actually, mm -hmm. with less overacting. I would definitely say if you start this movie and you don't like what you're seeing, just hang on because it gets better and better and better the the further into the movie you get. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree because, I mean, I sent that Venmo request to you early, like within the first like 20 minutes of watching it. And then by the time the guy whips out the lawnmower in the end, I went in and canceled my request. I didn't mind paying for this. I'm glad you got it on Amazon because that, from what I understand, is the unrated version, even though now it says R by 2023 standards or whatever, uh, I think there is a like an 86-minute cut, and then there's the 97- or 98-minute cut, which is what's on Amazon. So we got all the gore. Yeah, this one, uh, I think it clocked in at you know 136 or 147 or something. I don't remember exactly, but it was definitely a, long, a longer version than what I saw was available out there. So we got all the gore, and the gore is what saved this movie. No question. So much gore. I so mean, many it, ideas. So zany. And also... <laughs> Let's let's talk about, you know, let's just talk about how this happens. It was like the Sumatran tree monkey raped like a person or something. Is that, wasn't that part of it? Like it, oh, it crossbred somehow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What yeah, was yeah, it exactly? Well, I don't remember exactly, but I'm, I don't remember if a rat raped a monkey or a monkey raped a rat. Yeah, it was oh, something. Oh, did you like notice that. that that they find the Sumatran the Sumatran uh, rat monkey on Skull Island? Little uh, little nod to King Kong there, which you, Peter Jackson would go on later to make. Yes, and I also read that uh, when he directed King Kong, when they're coming over on the boat, you can see a crate in the he background. He raped a monkey. No, you can see a crate in the background that says Sumatran Rat Monkey. 
Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. This is definitely – I've seen, I think, all three of the uh, the splatter period of Peter Jackson, Meet the Feebles, uh, Brain Dead slash Dead Alive, and uh, Bad Taste. And I think this is definitely by far the strongest of the three. Bad Taste I've not seen, but I heard it's you know a very similar feeling to what you get from this, uh, splatter-wise. Yeah, yeah. It's there's these goofy aliens walking around. There's some nastiness for sure. I don't think you get – quite the amount of blood that you get from dead alive but it's a nasty one too i i also rented that at hollywood video when i was a kid and you know i never would have seen dead alive if it weren't for how cool the picture on the box was Mm -hmm. back in the day that woman's mouth with her her lips spread and the skull inside with the wide eyes which kind of happens in the movie which was pretty cool so We're going to get into all of these kills. There are so many kills and so much gore to talk about in this movie, and we're going to jump into some of the best scenes. We're also going to award our crunchiest kills. We'll rate this thing. We'll talk about what else we're into. But before we do anything else, Alex, how do you feel about playing the first round of Final Girl? You know I feel good about that. You know he feels good. You know I feel good. All right, so if, if it's your first time listening to the show, Final Girl is a game show that we do every episode. We have an Instagram. Jump on Instagram. Look up Slasher. I hardly know her. You'll find us. Every couple of weeks, we'll put out a little announcement where we're asking you, if you were in a slasher movie, a horror movie, what would your character's name be? People submit names. We choose eight players every episode. We put your names into the wheel of death. We spin it. We pull out your names and and we see what happens. You that's can't. What it, that's can't what it sounds like the when rules, it spins. Kids. <laughs> don't have sex. Don't drink. Don't take drugs. Don't rescue any street babies, and you might survive. So we start off with eight players. You're on teams at the beginning. Only two players will make it to the final round. At which point, you will no longer be on a team because you know why. Only one of you gets to survive. Only one of you will win the mystery prize. I like that you didn't even explain rescuing street babies. You just moved right on. <laughs> don't rescue those don't, street don't babies. Don't do it. We just know just from past home. experience it'll get you killed. Heroes get killed. Or could get you killed. <clears throat> okay. Let's meet this week's contestants. First up, we have our first team, Claire Voyant and nice. Cammy Soul. Oh, uh, two plays a lot on of word words. Play I right like out that. Of the gate. Yeah, nice. Nice job, guys. All right, welcome, Claire. Welcome, Cammy. Up next is Jasmine Fargo and Nina Primera. Is it Primera or Primera? Primera. Either way, I like it. It's pretty. Next, we have Dolly Dangerous and Bonita Applebum. Okay. I love a good apple bum. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And finally, Severina Severs and Safonda Quaaludes. Welcome to the Ooh, show, everybody. Quaaludes, I like that. I like that. All right, all right. Here we go, round one. What we do is we put your name into the big old hatch right here. In they go. We spin that wheel. Hurry, hurry, hurry. I'm lum. And first name's out. Who's it going to be? It is Dolly Dangerous and Bonita Applebum. All right. All right. Lipstick, short skirt, the highest of heels. I'll show everybody that I'm a big deal. But when you walked in the room, 
Everyone laughed and sneered. It's your first time wearing heels. You stumbled like a newborn deer. You rolled your eyes, took off your shoes, and walked barefoot down the hall into the bathroom and found a stall, closed the door, and started to bawl. No, you survived, but it's sad. It's a sad survive. That is a sad survive. (laughs) That was just a story. I mean, yeah, like, what, what if they didn't really do anything wrong or no. right? They just got dolled up and got made fun of. You went to the went store and, the and got some stall. milk and made it home and you're alive. Maybe we care about them because they're an outcast. Because they're a... not the sexy so-and-so. There's somebody who tried and going to have to go back to nerd land where they're from. I do think that's it. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Okay, up next, we have Jasmine Fargo, Nina Primera. Aw, come on, guys. Just give it a shot. I promise it's no more dangerous than pot. I made it myself with Clorox and mace. All it takes is one hit to get totally faced. Heck no, Byron. We're not trying that shit. We're afraid if we started, we never would quit. You survived. Good decision. Good decision. Kept you alive maybe in two different ways. I don't want to get hooked on that stuff, man. No, no, Clorox and Mace is highly addictive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, who's next out of the hatch? We got Clara Voyant and Cami Soul. All right. A monkey at the zoo tugged on your sleeve. He winked, then whispered, My name's Steve. Please break the curse by giving me a kiss. You say, No way, Steve. You smell like piss. <laughs> you survived. <laughs> I guess that could have been like a frog and the princess scenario. It, it could have been. No. I mean, just talking monkey alone, it's worth it. You don't need to kiss. I mean, like you've seen a talking monkey. That's pretty cool. You've already I won. I wonder if Steve is the monkey who ended up getting torn apart by the Sumatran rat monkey. Oh, it probably was. It that might was... have been Steve. You could have saved him. Mm-hmm. But as it ends up, not at all. Not at all. Oh. All right. Finally, Severina Severs and Safonda Quaaludes. Uh oh. You saw the blue lights in your rear view and pulled off to the side of the road. When the officer approached, you said, What's up? I was going slow. He pulled out his gun and shot you in the eye. As your heart slowed down, you whispered, Why? <laughs> he leaned into your car. You were barely alive when he said you were doing 36 in a 35. You are dead. <laughs> The wow. dumbest reason possible. Don't speed. <laughs> don't speed. I mean, really, don't do speed and don't speed. Yep. Yep. Now we know. Now we know. We don't ever have All to All right. Guess. We've got so much to get to talking about Dead Alive. We're going to get into some of the goriest scenes that either of us have ever seen, and we will dive into that when we're back. When we're back? When we come back. <laughs> when we do back. When we do it at back to the coming on back. Alex says nothing. I didn't want to. I didn't. I want to let you keep going. Uh, <laughs> Just let me struggle. We will see you after the break. Stop. 
stomping kittens hurts my feet. I stomp their heads, ouch those teeth, worse than Legos. I have the blues, if only I had kitten shoes. What's that you say? Someone's come to save the day. Kitten stomping boots, my kitten stomping boots. Kitten boots are here to stay. I crush their kitten heads all day. Kitten stomping boots, ooh, kitten stomping boots. Kitten stomping boots by BK Knights. Welcome back to the show. I am Micah. I am joined by my very, very ultra special guest, Alex. We are talking about <laughs> That's 19... me! Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Right. We're talking about uh, 1992's Dead Alive, directed by Peter Jackson, often cited as one of the most gory movies ever made. Alex, what do you think? Do you agree? I do agree. This thing is... Guts and gore and spines and rib cages and more blood than I've ever seen in anything ever. I also like that it takes him a while to get sick. At least his mom, maybe not a lot of the other zombies, but it takes his mom some time to just completely deteriorate. And she's getting like boils and lesions and slowly getting less and less coherent mm -hmm. as she turns into whatever they turn into. I'm not sure what Sumatran they turn into. Rat monkey zombies. But again, it was slow to get there. The start of the movie establishing that this uh, cute little store clerk was going to fall in love with this guy who was a mama's boy and his mom was mean and that took forever. Like it made me nostalgic for my last colonoscopy. I wanted to move on and get to it because you know you had told me it was so bloody and great and it was like when does this happen at what point does this happen plus we had to get through all the uh really rough to watch stop motion animation of the Samantan rat monkey and i was like i thought you were playing a joke on me i'm watching this scene right now where they're at the the dining table with the two people that are coming in to talk to his mom about whether she's going to be the head of some you know, social group and <laughs> the mom, Lionel's mom looks a lot like Courtney Love in this scene. Uh, when Courtney loves, oh, oh, her ear just fell off and landed in the, the custard. So now she looks just like Courtney Love. Pus, and now she's eating, eating her ear out of the custard. Wow, and this movie is so gross. It's so gross. Well, also like blood squirts out of her and goes in to the soupiest custard ever of uh -huh. one of the people that she's there meeting and he's just eating it up and going, oh, I love a good custard and you know the blood's in there. It's so gross. So gross. And there are so many close-ups in this movie. My God. The camera moves around like it's, you know, on a wheel uh, most of the movie. I, don't, I mean, they were running around like, I don't know if they were using Steadicam back then. I'm not even sure that existed, but there's so much camera movement and so many just like zooms into close-ups. It kind of reminded me of... Evil Dead, how quickly the camera moves around. I, I can definitely see, you know, maybe Jackson had seen seen some Evil Dead and liked how they moved that camera and how quickly it moved. So hats off to old Sam Raimi as well. Well, I could, I mean, no, no question, I could see Evil Dead inspiration in this movie, right? I For mean, sure. like, because of the goofiness and, you know, mm -hmm. but also the sheer horror of it. Yeah. Uh, Ash had a chainsaw 
And Lionel had a uh, lawnmower. A lawnmower. Oh, we'll get to that lawnmower. Mm-hmm. A lawnmower. Oh, my God. Oh, it's the scene where she ate the girl that he's dating's uh, dog, and they're pulling it out of her throat. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All this hair just yanked out. Like, it had to be deep inside her because it's like, you know, two and a half feet worth of dog that they're pulling out of her throat, and then they cut to the bed with the rest of the mess of the dog. God damn, this movie's nasty. Well, the I think the winning line there is the girl comes in and she goes, your mother ate my dog. And he says, not all of it. <laughs> not all of it. <laughs> uh, and apparently, so watch- apparently this movie also uh, in some country, you know, had, you know, a foreign name, obviously. And uh, it translated to she ate the dog or something like that. That was some IMDb really? fact I... I saw. Uh, and I also, I read that it was banned in Germany. <laughs> well, those Germans are... I'm not surprised. So, I, I, I would not be surprised if this was uh, labeled as a video nasty and, and banned in a lot of different places. Yeah, yeah I could see that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, so I gross. almost banned so it. Gross. In, <laughs> just in my living room, but... Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was an experience, right? It was an experience. I like once people start getting infected, like there's a, a nurse there for some reason. She becomes one of the main infected. Uh, yeah. And the mom, I don't know, attacks the nurse or whatever. It's just like zombies. You get bitten and you turn into one of these things. Um, and then... This is the nurse that later gets knocked up by a zombie priest. Yes. And, yes. Uh, oh, God, we got to talk goes, about that zombie priest scene. She completely comes to term within, you know, uh, I don't know, a few minutes. Yes, to get... Uh, you know what? Let's We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> so after much to talk after about. the nurse turns into a zombie and is chasing Lionel, is that his name? Yeah, Lionel. Uh, chasing Lionel, he takes like a like a coat rack thing off the wall and like stabs it. I think that's what it is and stabs it into her head. But her head had already, he had tried somehow her head had become severed, but except for the very back skin. So her head just Uh fell uh over and hang, (laughs) hang on. So when he stabs her in the forehead, her head completely flops backwards. It was epic. I mean, it was amazing. I, I, I did not expect it. And when it did, I was like, Oh, so that was that was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. And there's a lot to like about this movie as it ends up. Oh yeah. And and they would come back to that that stunt there over and over again. That gag of the head tipping over backwards mm-hmm. and then getting flopped back onto her neck. Well, it's and, so oh, unsettling. God, he feeds her through her neck, pops back, and he's putting some of that what like eggs with tranquilizers uh, into the neck. And yes. okay, so Lionel has gone to see a vet who I guess was a Nazi war criminal. He had a swastika on his arm, and asked for tranquilizer, and so he's been giving the zombies tranquilizers because he doesn't have the heart to kill his mom, the priest, and the nurse. And uh, yeah, it's well, nasty. Well, oh, and also there it should be mentioned that there's a maybe totally unnecessary subplot evolving where Lionel has this fear of water and we see these flashbacks and you see hands in the water and like his mother's face and some other woman's face. Uh Yep. Yeah. He's always Did we need that subplot? I don't think we'll get to what that that we find out what that is at the end. We needed it. As you find out, I'm like, "Mm." we needed it for Lionel to be okay with his mother being dead. 
I believe. Yeah. I think I, all I, he they, knows they is really his, all it serves. he almost drowned once and his father, I think drowned saving him or something. I think that's what he's been told his whole life. That's what he's been told. Yeah. He was out at a big wave and his, he was drowning. So his dad was saving him. And then the big wave came and took his father and his father drowned. Yeah. So yeah. his mother has told him his whole life. And his uh, mother, we should mention, is this overbearing, controlling woman who does bosses Lionel around, treats him like a servant, gets really upset. The whole reason she was at the zoo and got bitten by the Sumatran rat monkey that turned her into a zombie was because she was stalking Lionel and Paquita, who he's you know got this budding romance with because because uh, she's like that. I did wonder Paquita, why please. she was at the zoo. I didn't. I hadn't caught that she was stalking him. I didn't know why she was at the zoo because she's one of the. Oh, she's the person she that hates gets that bitten. there's a woman in his life. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because she wants to control him. And the woman, uh, to her credit, is not into Lionel. But then she's into some other douche. And when she tells her grandmother that, she does a tarot reading and finds out that the dude she's into is not the man that's meant for her. It is this other guy who she'll find out is the right guy because of something. I don't remember what the deal is. And then that's when mm-hmm. Lionel walks in, who's a complete you know goofball, and she realizes, oh, this is the man I'm supposed to be with. So she's like kind of yeah. going out on a limb, being at the zoo with him in the first place. So <laughs> again, Lionel, let me say though, as if that fucking matters. <laughs> I don't know why I even matters. pointed it out. So Lionel's mom kicks the bucket, according to you know normal, normal uh, what, what medical uh, standards. Yes, thank you. So she's dead. They're going to have a funeral for her, and uh, they've got the guy embalming her. The embalming scene is pretty good too. I don't um, even know what was happening with that machine. Is that what is table? that what it really looks like to embalm embalming fluid starts squirking out of squirting out of her eyes, but it, then she's not dead. She's alive because she's, she's dead a alive. damn zombie. So <laughs> there, yeah, she's dead alive, uh, and they're having a funeral. People are there. Why they had so many people at Vera's funeral? I'll never understand because she was fucking terrible. Yep. Maybe she was only terrible to Lionel, but she was great to the rest of the community. But. There's a lot of people at this funeral. Uh, they're trying to embalm her. The priest, who I thought was a great actor, he, he <laughs> reminded me of somebody else. I can't remember. He reminded uh, me of Matthew Modine. That's who I he reminded Matthew me. Matthew Modine. He, the guy. He reminded me isn't of the Matthew guy from Modine? Fright Night. I could see that too, yeah. Isn't Matthew Modine the guy who is like Eleven's quote-unquote father in Stranger yeah. Things? Yeah. yeah. That's who he reminded uh-huh. me of. In fact, I had a double take I, to see that it wasn't him. Yeah, he does a great job. In fact, the priest scene later was probably my favorite scene. The fight the scene? We'll, oh, my God. <laughs> I the, fucking love that scene. The fight scene was the best thing. I mean, it was it was this priest, you know, these these dead guys, the, the dead alive, have escaped the home, and they're going after Lionel. And Lionel's, I think, yeah, I think they're in a cemetery. And... uh Oh, I know exactly what it was. That's what it was. Lionel was going to dig up his mother. And then yeah. some street toughs. Some, the cast from The Outsiders yes, comes out. Yes, the, the Kiwi cast of The Outsiders come out. and they <laughs> Black leather jackets, <laughs> slick back hair. Yeah, absolutely. And they're giving him some trouble. But then Lionel's uh-huh. mom pops up and starts you know, eating them and turning them into zombies. And so then they're all after Lionel. But the priest shows up, and he has some great line I don't remember. It's something about, you know, 
God will take it from here or something like that. And Kill the priest, him for Jesus or like yeah, I kick ass so, for Jesus or yeah, something like I kick that. Kick ass for the Lord or something like that. Yeah. And uh, then the uh, the uh, preacher proceeds to go into an all out kung fu fight with these three zombies. Like Jackie Chan style kung fu fight. It was it's great bananas. It was great. It was great. Yeah. The more we talk about this movie, the more I like it. And I ended up liking it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The priest Roddy McDowell, that was the guy's name from Fright Night that I was thinking he looked oh, like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could see that with white hair. I mean, that kung fu scene is fantastic. Like, and I think they sped some of it up so when he's like kicking somebody's face, it's just like pop, 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 pop. And it, yeah. Oh, I fucking love it. I kick ours for he the He was Lord. ripping off arms and beating people with arms and he was kicking people's legs off. <laughs> I mean, it was it was amazing. Stand back, boy. This calls for divine intervention. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. Oh my god! And it was absolutely amazing. And he 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 of course loses. He ki- he kills the crap out of two of them. Loses to the last guy, and then becomes a zombie. So Lionel takes back the priest, the street tough, the nurse who was helping his mother, and his mother, and keeps uh-huh. them in the basement. The priest's death is amazing, too. I loved that. Yeah, he ripped people's arms off, taken off heads, and then he gets thrown through the air and lands on a statue in the cemetery, which impales him, and he's yes. you know, on his back. And uh, It was fucking glorious. I would pay that money that I did to rent it from Amazon just to watch that one scene. So, you know what? I, I don't disagree with that at all. I did read on uh, IMDb that there was a lawsuit after this uh, came out because yeah, they used that real the, cemetery. The yeah, and they used yeah. somebody's actual headstone there. You could see their names in the background. I don't know how the lawsuit yeah. ended up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a good scene. God damn. There's so many scenes in this movie that are so good. There's um, so many good kills. Great kills. I mean, kill after kill, crunchiest kill. We've got a whole buffet to choose from. Yeah, every time I see one and think, okay, that's my crunchiest kill, I would five seconds later see another one and be like, okay, that's it. And at some point, uh, the girl who Lionel likes, Paquita, her mother, who, like, I don't know if it's her mother or her grandmother, but she reads tarot cards. She's foreseen this terrible death stuff coming, and she's given Paquita this, would you call it an amulet? Yes, I would call and it an amulet. And they give it to Lionel, and it's the thing that's supposed to keep him safe, so he's supposed to wear that around his neck to stay safe. And later, I think it does help him when some zombies are coming up the stairs from the basement, and he holds that up, and it, it seems to keep them from killing him. Does it? And he'll use it much later in the movie for the finale, which is pretty kick-ass. The finale is like just absolutely insane and makes no sense, but I don't suppose it has to. I'm surprised that three million did that. uh, I think I I agree, but I also think that that was shot in forced perspective, the stuff on the roof. Yeah. I think it was. I think the monster was really close to Cam, which made it look big and... You think? Just, that's it looked like it to me, and they would show that scene so sparingly that they yeah. would just cut there and cut away just as soon as you were like, "Is that force perspective?" They would cut away, and so I think that's what. And it, was. it worked either it worked. way. I mean, that Absolutely. was for a low budget, ridiculous zombie movie. That was an intense final uh, finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No question. Uh, and as you can see, people, my attitude definitely changed as we progress through this, uh, what it started out as a piece of crap, turning into a horror piece of art. (laughs) All right, so there are so many more disgusting things to talk about. We've got to talk about the finale. 
in the house. We've got to talk about the finale on the roof and <laughs> then all the kills that happen along the way. I mean, it's just a fucking parade of wonderful, creative, gory kills. Yeah. Um, how about we play another round of Final Girl? And we'll get to some more of that when we come back. That sounds like a good idea to me. All right. All right. I'm kind of jacked talking about this movie. I'm not usually this excited, but I've got I, it playing in I my living room. I am more jacked than I possibly thought I could have been. Originally, the movie made me you know, upset about my mother's pro-life stance, but now I, I dig it. Uh, Oh, you know what? The the embalming scene is is playing right now. I just noticed that the guy that works there, it's Peter uh, Jackson. It's Peter Jackson. Yeah, it's yeah. Peter Jackson. I didn't recognize him without the long hair and the beard. He doesn't look like he's from Middle Earth yet. Yeah, he doesn't. But uh, it's him playing some sort of character. Okay. All right, people. Drum roll. It is. Oh, grum roll. <laughs> It's time to play round two of Final Girl. In the first round, we lost Severina Severs and Safonda Quaaludes. Rest in peace. Sorry to see you go. Soon. Absolutely. Didn't, didn't even get anything that left. Okay, here we go. Names into the hatch. We spin the wheel. All right. Up first. Dolly Dangerous and Bonita Applebaum. Uh, hey, Alex Stahl. I don't have the rhymes pulled up. What? <laughs> hey, Stahl. Alex Stahl? I don't think you're Stahl, supposed to dude. say that on mic. I think uh, I'm supposed to somehow in, oh, intuit that. Hey, Alex Stahl. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, Do something funny. I will say that my dog uh, did not make it through this entire movie. I watched Great it. Great story. I'm ready now. Okay. No, just kidding. Tell me more about your dog. Well, I watched the movie with her last night and... Uh, I, you, you know, she watches a lot of horror movies with me, and so I didn't think it'd be a problem, but you could tell she wasn't liking it. And then this morning, the suicide note she left behind was heartbreaking. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. I'm just kidding. My dog's uh, just asleep and snoring like crazy right now. Okay, good. Glad she's still with us. Okay, let's spin that wheel again because the names have settled, and, you know, we got to keep this pure. <laughs> okay. Dolly Dangerous. Bonita Applebaum. Bum. Applebum. I love a good Applebum. Don't we all? Like that song, Applebum Girls. Yep, <laughs> that's the one. Big in St. Louis, that song. All righty, here we go. Dolly, Bonita. Springtime in Slasherville makes you feel good. So you round up your friends and head for the hood. Dope. Here, get your dope, yells a man around the corner. Your friend gets out of 20, but you stop her and warn her. Dope is addictive. You're my best friend. Let's pass on the drugs. It's a dead end. <laughs> nice. But he's he'll survive. Dope here. Get your dope. Like a, like an old-timey news. Yeah, there you go. Like, you know, a popcorn guy at a, at a baseball game. You kids want some dope, see? Yeah, exactly. Ah, dope here. Yeah. Get of the your world. dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next. Out of the hatch, we pull another card. It has Jasmine Fargo and Nina Primera. All right. Halal guys, gyros are always the best. They're soft and delicious, but make such a mess. You always clean up and leave none for the server. She works hard and is helpful, so why make work for her? You survive. Work for her. 
God. Come on. Why make work for her? <laughs> server for her. <laughs> None for the server make work for her. For her. Thanks. For her. Thanks. I helped with the rhymes this week, folks. If you can call that a rhyme. <laughs> I call it a crime. Oh. And it rhymed. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Clairvoyant and Cami Soul. Hey. The wind is annoying. It just keeps on blowing, which gives you an idea to do so in kind. Jimmy is sexy, but so anorexy, and most girls don't give him a look. So you unzip his pants and do a mouth dance on Jimmy's skinny little cook. I mean, cock. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> what the hell was that? You. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I surely you read it wrong. There's, there's wind blowing, so she wants to blow. Let me, let me give it a shot she, here. She wants Let's to blow say. this skinny guy named Jimmy. The wind is annoying. It just keeps on blowing, which gives you an idea to do so in kind. Jimmy is sexy, but so anorexy, and most girls don't give him a look. So you unzip his pants and do a mouth dance on Jimmy's skinny little cook. I mean cock. You're dead. So what, what killed them? What killed who? The the killer dead, killed them. right? Yeah. The killer killed them because she did a mouth dance on Jimmy's little cock. But we didn't have a death. We need a glorious death. Uh, you know, no. Nah. No. We're, we're going to have to workshop one right now because I don't want Clairvoyant and Camisole feeling like they got the short end of the stick, like they got a half-assed death here. So we know that they did the... The mouth dance on Jimmy's little cock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or cook, as it's sometimes pronounced. Or cook. Uh, he cook. He pulled out his cook. You <laughs> cook sucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which means we're gonna have to come up with a rhyme. We don't always. No, we don't always. You. We don't always have the death in the thing. It's just you did I something think we bad. Kill him. We, I think we should kill him. We've always had the death. How they died in. I it. don't so, think we uh, have. I'm gonna. I'm going to say the first line, and then you're going to have to come up with a great death. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So you were doing oral to him. <laughs> then, through the front door, walked in a big man. Take it away, Alex. Who bashed you in the head with a frying pan. You are dead. <laughs> frying pan. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm glad you didn't go with ripped off your cans. That's what I was thinking. Oh, wow. Well, I'm sorry I didn't. Because that would have been gross. That would have been All right, a so good right. We hope that we redeemed ourselves, Clairvoyant and Camisole. We want to give you a good death. <laughs> I think it was sorry a fine rhyme beforehand, but whatever. Hey, but this is a first. This is the first time we've ever written a final girl live on death. the air. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Live death. Yeah. You're the first live death, so you are fully redeemed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) We're going to jump into more uh, Dead Alive slash Brain Dead when we come back. We still have to talk about crunchies, kills, what else we're into. we got to rate this thing. And then, oh, my God, I forgot to mention how this all works. At the end of the show, Alex will be revealing our next movie. We get take turns, guest pick movies, and then Alex and I go back and forth. And whatever he picks, I have to watch it. Whatever I pick, he has to watch it. Good, bad, ugly. You will sit down. You will endure whatever movie. Sometimes so we'll find three. out at the end of the show. 
what Alex has chosen for us. Do you already have a movie in mind, or are you like feverishly thumbing through, you know, movie titles to go, what am I, what am I going to pick this week? Of course I have a movie in mind. You've got it? Oh, yeah, I've got it. it. Good. Is it a good one? I have no idea. I've never seen it. Oh, rolling the dice on a new one. Yeah, All right. never seen we'll it. We'll find out what movie Alex picked. Uh, we'll talk about more Dead Alive when we return. Hey, dude, you know how you gave me, like, you literally mailed me a big stack of horror movie trivia cards? Uh Uh-huh. For so many episodes, I forgot to pull those out, but I remembered to get them this time, so you want to answer a question for me? Let's do it. Let's see how much you know. Let's see how good he is, folks. Let's put the pressure on. Okay. 1985's Reanimator was based on a story or stories by what author? Reanimator? Reanimator. I'll just say Stephen King. It is Hepa Lovecraft. No, that's HP. H.P. <laughs> <laughs> Lovecraft, yeah, Reanimator. I don't know which story uh, Reanimator, Reanimator was a bit. Reanimator was based on. I do remember that it was H.P. Lovecraft, but I, I don't did know which story. Not remember that. Let's see here. Do I have any other good ones I can ask you? Oh, here's one we've actually done. Uh, the town that dreaded sundown was presented as a quasi-documentary with or without narration. I'm going to say with. With is correct. A ding, ding, ding. You have redeemed yourself, sir. Sweet, 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 sweet. All right, so we've been talking about 1992's Dead Alive slash Brain Dead, directed by none other than Lord of the Rings' Peter Jackson, who also makes a little cameo appearance appearance in this movie. It has often been hailed as one of, if not the goriest movie ever made, and at the time they said that the amount of blood used in this film was the most that any movie had ever used. I don't know how much blood they used. I, I can't find like a good answer. It, it's all over the place. I saw somebody said eighty gallons. I, I saw three hundred. Oh, I saw something that was like that last scene. They were pumping blood out at like seventy-five gallons up per minute or something like that. I, I did see that, uh, so but I don't know. Blood. It's I mean it's a significant amount of blood. Like <laughs> I mean it's laughable. How much blood there is, especially I mean, in the end. I, I, maybe more movies since then have uh, used more blood, 
but I think this was probably the movie that had used the most blood when it came out back in 1992. Uh, did this come out in 92? Feels like an 80s Alex, movie. It did. I wonder what else was happening <laughs> back in 1992. Oh, as luck would have it, I happen to know a few things that happened oh, in 1992. Well, right, let's get let's to it. Let's talk a little bit about the good year of our Lord, 1992. What was happening? Well, let's see. In the United States of America, George Bush and J. Danforth Quayle were running the White House. The Olympic Games were held in Barcelona. Bill Clinton was elected president along with his running mate, Al Gore. What'd you say? I believe it's pronounced Batadona. Barcelona. Pardon there you me. Go. Bur- Olympic bur- Games were held in Barcelona. Oh, <laughs> uh, Microsoft released Windows 3.1. <laughs> Wayne's World hit the cinemas. Ooh. Jay Leno debuts as the host of The Tonight Show. Euro Disney opened. Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit is released. I remember the first time I ever heard that song. I was at a water park in Florida. I was about to go on that ride where they shoot all this water along like this U-shaped thing that's supposed to mimic, you know, being a wave or whatever. And you could take a, like a boogie board out there and see how long you could stay on. I was so psyched. I was like, yeah, smells like Teen Spirit. Because I wasn't allowed to listen to that stuff at home. So when it was on the radio at a theme park or a county fair or whatever, I was stoked. And I was like feeling like a badass, grabbed my boogie board, jumped on the wave, and immediately just got clunk, rushed over the top. Could not hang on for a second. But at least you got that initial high. (laughs) Feeling like a badass. Listening to Teen Spirit. Uh, I mentioned county fair because that was the the county fair where I grew up. No, it was the state fair. It was the first place I ever heard uh, Inter Sandman. Oh, really? I I remember that fair that you probably went to. And I remember going those years, around those years, and all the prizes you could win were so, like, hair metal specific. Like, you could win, like, glass mirrors of, like, Def Leppard and stuff. And I, like, back then, I thought, God, this is so stupid. And right now, if I could have one of those state fair glass mirrors with, you know, poison on it, I would love it. I remember getting uh, candy cigarettes at the state fair. Oh, yeah. I won a really dope-ass Chucky doll, but it, the hair was oddly greasy because, you know, it was the state fair. So I'm assuming they probably stored the dolls in Greece. But uh, it was so cool and such a knockoff. And I wish I had it today. I have no idea what happened to it. I think my buddy's dad threw it away. Um, right now, the scene where Lionel decides to take the zombie baby for an outing at the local park is on right now. <laughs> zombie baby? It's we got- haven't even gotten there. He's beating the shit out of a toddler right now. And none of the Much parents... The horror the, of no, the parents are like, well, this is weird, but that's it. They're not like, stop beating that baby. No, nobody stops him. No one does anything. The out of a baby. Like, what an annoying fella. He puts it in a pillowcase and beats it against a jungle gym. <laughs> I read that they had enough money so left over up. to shoot some more scenes, and that's what they spent the money on, and it's Peter Jackson's favorite scene. It's pretty damn ridiculous. It's dumb as fucking shit. Uh, I'm going back to hating this movie. I that that scene <laughs> that scene was so incredibly stupid, but it there it was in in the movie. No getting around All it. All right. 
Yep, it's real. That mm-hmm. happened. And let's see, what else happened in 1992? Bush and Yeltsin proclaim a formal end to the Cold War. Four officers acquitted in Los Angeles uh, for the beating of Rodney King, and then riots erupted in L.A. after that came down. Johnny Carson stepped down as the host of The Tonight Show. He, uh, yeah, he hosted his very last show after 20 years of ruling late-night television. Then this little text-based web browser was made available to the public in January, and within a few years, millions of people became regular users of the World Wide Web. Wow, cool. Hurricane Andrew started forming up on August 15th out there at Cape Verde, started moving towards Miami. I remember parents sitting around the TV news of Hurricane Andrew when I was a kid. I remember the riots. Oh, yeah. What, what, what did Rodney King say? Uh, why can't we all just get can't along? Can't we all just that get along? Quote. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, want to take a guess at the cost of a gallon of gas in 1992? You know I do. I'm going to say it was 92. 92. Don't, don't screw this up, Alex. Don't screw this up. I'm going to say it was a dollar eight. Oh, damn. I think this might be the closest you've ever went. Really? 105 was Ooh, the average. But it still went over, so I would have lost on the prices, right? Let's see here. Average movie ticket price. Want to take a guess at that one? Uh, I'm going to say $5. It was $4.15. Ah, over again, but so close. Adjusted for inflation, that would be $7.36. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the Oscar for Best Picture went to Silence of the Lambs. Oh, wow. The top grossing movie of the year was Aladdin. Okay. And then Alex's favorite part of this segment, other Let's scary movies that came out in 1992. Ooh, Francis Ford Coppola tries to make Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ugh. It was not great. I want to rewatch that. I haven't seen that in forever. I probably saw it the once. Candyman. Mm-hmm. Alien 3, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, Basket Case 3, and Lawnmower Man. The list goes on and on, but I'd be reading for days. I assume Silence of the Lamb was on there. Silence of the Lamb. Yeah, man. So, took the Oscar. Yeah. Good so. job, Oscars. Giving it to I'm a trying to think movie. of any other scary movies I've ever won the Oscar. You know, that was more a thriller, I think. Yeah. When you say, but it was great. It was phenomenal, and it was scary. It was damn nasty, too. So what do you want to talk about? Uh, Sorry, I had to yawn. (laughs) What do you want to talk about? uh, I want to talk about fava beans and Chianti. (laughs) What scene do you want to, like, stretch out? I mean, we have have the zombie baby. Um, We probably don't need to get into the two finale scenes yet. Let's talk about zombie baby. Zombie Baby. Zombie Baby makes a lot of adorable appearances. Would you call him adorable? Would you? Oh, my God. So cute. Oh, see, I I went the other way. I thought they were uh, wildly upsetting and hard to look at. What? Uh, You know what I found wildly upsetting about this movie was Lionel's Uncle Les. Is he a rapist? He's definitely a rapist. There is no question he was a rapist. And wait a second. Let's ask this. I had, this didn't occur to me at all during the movie at any point. And then Uncle Lionel comes to throw a party at the house, which ends up being a bad decision. And when he does, 
the music they're playing and the clothes they're wearing, it's like it's the fucking 50s. And then I started paying attention. And in the end of the movie, like when they're, you know, walking away in the sunset or whatever, all the cars are like 50s cars and the firemen are like 50s firemen. So was this a period piece? Yeah, 1957. It puts the date up on the screen at the very beginning really? when they're on the island. It's like 1957, Skull Island. I'll be damned. See, I didn't pay attention to that at all, and nothing seemed out of place to me until that party where they're bebopping and doing all that crap. And I'm like, what the hell just happened here? Well, I was watching this movie with my Aleva, and she had the same question. She's like, wait a second. This is, is this supposed to be back in the 50s? And yeah. I was like, yeah. Okay, well... There we go. That I thank you for answering that question because I legitimately did not have an answer and did not I answered even that bother question hard. You answered that question so hard. That question's so hard. going to be sore. Oh, wow. Wow. Gross. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm ashamed to be. That afraid. question is going to have trouble walking tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> There's well, a zombie I mean, baby. The way the, the way the baby is born is, you know, he's he's got all of the zombies, the the four original zombies, mom, the priest, the nurse, mm-hmm. and the uh, street tough. And he's got yeah. them at the table feeding them like they're babies. And then his uncle comes over to tell him that uh, his uncle, who is his mother's oh. brother, comes to say, listen, your mother meant to leave me her entire fortune and her house, but she just didn't have time before she died. And, you know, the guy's like, this isn't a good time. Get out of here. And then you can hear people having sex in the door behind them. And and he's like, ah, oh, did you find your dad's old stag films? Which is just, I mean, it just gets grosser and grosser and grosser. And then when he goes yeah. in there, yes, indeed, the priest and the nurse, zombies, are doing it hard. And uh, within... I don't know what, half an hour, a day, not even a day, uh, becomes pregnant with a zombie baby that I don't remember exactly how the baby is birthed. It's gross. I know that. Uh, and and then there's this little baby zombie that cries like a real baby, but is horribly mm-hmm. disfigured and evil. Yes, very evil baby. I mean, as gross right. as a baby could look trying to remember the birthing scene i can't remember it either and i'm trying to remember if it happened like right then like he humped her and then she fell down and had a baby within a few minutes or if it happened later in the movie now i can't remember it didn't i mean it didn't take long whatever happened and i don't remember if it tore through her stomach or came out of vagina i know that later in the movie the baby comes (sighs) out of a person's mouth reminiscent of maybe that's how it happened it was just like the the box for the movie, the poster for the movie, where something inside a person's mouth is ripping it open and coming out, and instead of a skull, it's that demon baby. Do you remember the scene with, like, the parties going on and they're showing like people making out? And is is Uncle Les sitting in a chair and rubbing a whiskey bottle against himself? Yeah, because he got was he pleasuring himself with a bottle? No, he kept getting kicked and hitting the balls. Oh, was that what he's icing his jewels yeah. down? Okay, yeah. okay. Because they like they cut to a couple making out, and then they cut to Les, and he's just sitting there rubbing a bottle on his junk. And I'm like, is he? No, is he, he just had he, he had just been kicked in the ball so many times that he needed to ice him with a bottle of old whiskey, like you do. At some you point, know. 
Uncle Les is going, hey, he he, he sees that uh, Lionel has the mom, the priest, the nurse, and I think one more person down in his basement, and he he assumes they're corpses. His Uncle Les does. Right. He's like, I don't know what kind of kinky shit you're into, but uh, I'm calling the police. And Lionel has to be like, please don't call the police. I thought Lionel was going to kill his Uncle Les or tie him up or something like that. But yeah. instead, he's like, I'll give you the money and the house if you don't tell. And so now Uncle Les decides to throw a party at the house. And this mm-hmm. kind of sets us up for having a shit ton of people turn into zombies. Like an unreasonable amount of people. It's a huge it's house a party. Big, big party. And yeah. they are and all And it's a huge house. Become, it's a big house, yeah. And they're all going to become... Uh, dead alive and Lionel who's been using animal tranquilizers to keep his four (laughs) zombies in the basement quiet gets poison Paquita's like listen we're gonna have to kill them that's not your mom anymore and he doesn't have the heart to do it but then they're like okay it's not my mom anymore we're gonna do this so they grab some poison off of the shelf he fills up his syringe he sticks it in his uh, his basement zombies, and then at one point falls down. The bottle of poison rolls towards him, and he sees that on the back it says it's animal stimulant. Right. It's so not he's actually poison. It's gotten these zombies totally jacked up, so they're going to turn into super zombies. Well, I got a couple of questions for you. One, if it was a stimulant, why did it appear to kill them at first? But then stimulate. Why wouldn't they immediately be like, woohoo? And then secondly, why every time he injects any of them? Because he's injecting the zombies throughout the movie with this tranquilizer uh, and then eventually stimulant. But always and every time goes straight up the the nose. nose. What the fuck is that? Why is that where you inject zombies is straight up their fucking nose? I don't know how they came to that decision when they were writing the script, but they stuck with it. Well, it was Every cringeworthy. Time, syringe up the nose. They were like, what's the most cringeworthy place we could do it? And they were like, um, let's do nose. And they were right. It was cringeworthy. Uh, oh, it was the greaser. That was the fourth zombie, the greaser. Whose yeah. eyes later turned totally black. The Kiwi Street Tough. He was great. He was really good. I he was good. I mean, he didn't have to do any acting except zombie acting. And so, yeah, sure, he was fine. Uh-huh. So the four zombies, the greaser, the priest, the nurse, and Lionel's mom are now super zombies. I guess it was poison because it's you give it to animals, but it's not safe for humans. To a human, I guess it's so. poison. Yeah, it right. says not safe for human consumption on right. the bottle. But so now the four zombies are all jacked on stimulant, and that's when they come up from the basement and start attacking all of the partygoers, and then all of the partygoers start turning into zombies, and it just goes balls to the walls, completely batshit crazy, and more gore than you can shake a stick at. Yep, and we'll get into that, but we probably ought to do another round of Final Girl. Hey, before we do that round of final, girl, I've got a burning question for you, Alex, and uh, that is, uh, what are you into? Well, before we get into that, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I just didn't want to save everything for the fourth and final segment. Okay, sure. I want to know that. It's not like I was trying to walk in to your place of work and slap the dick out of your mouth. Gotcha, I I just wanted to. Sure, sure. Well, I'll tell you what I'm into. Uh, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. I am like 
really into disc golf right now. The season, the 2023 season it, has started. Uh, I didn't get to pull. Well, I actually played yesterday, but not with anybody. I just went out and practiced some drives and stuff. But usually on Saturday morning, I wake up and go play disc golf. But the guy I play with is uh, on vacation. And so I'm really hankering for it. But luckily, uh, the weekend that we we're recording this, there is a big tournament in Austin that I'm watching. And uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm digging the hell out of it. I'm loving it. I suck at it. I used to be good, but not great. But, man, this is fun to watch. I mean, it is really taking a turn, man. It is like watching ESPN. I mean, they have commentators. They have graphics. They have scorecards and maps and you know, it's a billion cameras, drone cameras. I mean, these courses are gorgeous. If you love disc golf, but you're not watching these tournaments, you can watch them free on YouTube, or you can be an idiot like me and pay $13 a month to have the disc golf network. That's my, that's my answer. That has nothing to do with horror. <laughs> uh, all right. What are you into? Groovy. Disc golf. Uh, let's see here. I Oh, I'm really excited. I just picked up the second volume of a comic called Nice House on the Lake. I read the first volume months and months ago and have been eagerly awaiting part two to come out. So excited to start reading that. What else am I into? Oh, I've been watching that new show on Netflix about pop music. I can't remember the title of it, but they're talking about just like years of pop music. And the, first, the whole first episode is, is devoted to uh, Boys to Men. Talking oh, yeah. about how those guys came up and got wicked famous. I just watched that earlier today, and that that was a fun watch. That's cool. I watched uh, some of the movies that made us last night, like ones just that I hadn't watched, and it's kind of has yeah. that vibe where it's like you really saw how it got done and stuff. And it's a, you know I love watching that kind of crap. Dude, I'll tell you, Boys to Men into the road. That's a tearjerker. That one still gets me. That one does nothing to me at all. But I don't not like Boys to Men. I like them just fine. In fact, I'd, I'm, I'd almost go as far as to say that I hate that song, and when it comes on the radio, I absolutely turn it off. I stop whatever I'm doing. I sit. I grab a Kleenex, a hanky, whatever is nearby, mm-hmm. a dirty old rag with oil, and I just <laughs> cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, you know, to each his own. We all have our different flavors, uh-huh. right? <clears throat> all righty, Ruth. So Let, uh, before I so girl. rudely interrupted you to ask you what you were into, you had suggested we play the world's favorite game show, Final Girl. So we've got Severina Severs, Safonda Quaaludes, Cami Soul, and Clairvoyant bodies stacked up here in the swamps of Slasherville. We've got four people left. Two teams. Let's see what happens on this round, round three of final row. Into the wheel go the names. Spin the wheel. No. <laughs> Up first, Dolly Dangerous and Bonita Applebaum. Looking good for you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The gang is heading to Ozfest to do drugs and party and all that mess. But you didn't even know OzFest still existed and say no to the trip to go get enlisted. You survived. Wow. Serving our country to boot. That's nice. That's nice. Sadly, you died later in the line of duty. <laughs> it, was, it is tragic, but you, you won Just this round. We kid. You're still alive. We'll see what happens. Maybe. 
Well, we don't know. Yeah, they made it to the next round. There's still a chance they won't uh, make it to boot camp. Okay. Dolly Dangerous, Benita Applebaum, you are safe for now. Let's find out what happens to Jasmine Fargo and Nina Primera. is the sound your vape makes. Delicious white clouds of nicotine is all that it takes to ease your nerves every time you wanna. But things have been rough, so you vape marijuana. Yeah, that's the ticket. You feel like a queen, ruling on high from a cloud like a dream. But you're not on a cloud, you idiot stoner. You're dazed and confused and shouldn't be such a loner. If you stayed with your friends and stuck just to vape, you'd be safe and sound and still feeling great. Instead, you made the choice to be high and alone. And then you get a call coming from inside your home. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> you are dead. Oh, come on, that was a good one. The call's coming from inside the house. It's coming from inside the house, which never made sense to me at all. That never made sense to me. How could you tell if it's coming from inside the house? Well, like they, we traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. It's like, then why aren't they on the line with me right now? That's how old phones worked, right? You just had, <laughs> just had one line. If they are, they were calling you. It was, it's just Ghostface using the teen line, Alex. Right. I got you. Okay. Okay. It's just Ghostface. He's over there using the teen line. I am excited about the new scream. Yeah, I hear it's actually pretty decent. I haven't I, gone out to see it yet. I had to wait. Uh, my kid was yeah. my kid wanted to go and was in San Francisco for a week, and so we couldn't go. Now my wife is on a trip for almost a week, and then I am going on a trip for almost a week. So we're like three weeks back from you know being able to watch it. Mm. I hear it's pretty nasty. Got some brutal kills. Yeah, I hear it's great. I hear, uh, I only hear good things about it. I've also heard it's witty, which is what I loved about the first one. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they're not like, hey, let's go completely dark and strip the movie of humor and just show right. bludgeoning for a long time. Although I could be in for that too. You never know. Ew. All right. So we're going to talk about the great big finale of Dead Alive when we come back. And then Alex is going to tell us what movie we're going to watch. We're going to award our crunchiest kills. I already know mine, Alex. I hope you don't steal it. Well, then I'll let you go first because I have so many to pick from. All of that and nothing more when we return. Are you tired of girls having all the fun? Yes. Come on down to Super Mall for glamour shots for men. Ooh, ooh, he's so sexy. I want to fart about it. Oh, look at that chin. It's got a cleft. Oh, what happened to all his acne? He airbrushed it. Airbrush. Airbrush. Glamour shots for men. At Super Mall. All right. 
Welcome back to Slasher. I hardly know her. This week we are watching one of what has quickly become one of our favorite movies we've watched because of all the gore. This is uh, Dead Alive, not a movie I'd ever seen. Micah had seen it once before. I had no idea what I was getting into. And what I was getting into was gallons and gallons and gallons of blood and guts. It's a good one. I mean, is it hundreds of gallons? Is it dozens of gallons? It's so much blood. It's so much blood. There's so much blood. But because the movie is kind of satirical, it's not, you know that off-putting if it was a more serious movie it would be you know a horrific amount of blood but since it's It's, kind of it's not sad blood it's happy it's happy blood it's yeah absolutely happy blood like when you laugh so hard the working title of this film happy blood yeah Mm, nice i like that um that's a lie i just made up people don't go oh that sucks um do you want to uh Get into the big finale now? The big finales? It's time, man. I think it's I think time. we're ready for the big finales. Yeah, there's like two finales mm-hmm. for this movie. Mm-hmm. You get one massive finale mm-hmm. followed by another massive finale. I would even Come call on, it Peter massiver. Jackson. Massiver. So massiver. much more massiver. Yeah, absolutely massiver. Uh, the- Again, and we mentioned this last week, or the last episode, rather, when we were talking about that we were going to be watching this movie. I want Peter to make another scary movie. I don't think he's gonna he's been honing his craft. I want him to take all that money he's got access to with the studios, make a big motherfucking scary movie that's all practical effects. Well, I wouldn't, you know, put it past him, but he's kind of moved on from practical effects too. Although, you know, he shot a lot of forced perspective in his movies, and uh, he, which was another reason that made me think that the finale finale was forced perspective because we know that he's prone to do that. Yeah. So very we're at the house party and pretty much everybody in attendance to, again, what is a massive house party is now a zombie. And they are closing in on uh, Paquita. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our, our hero shows up, says some sort of witty line. I don't remember exactly what a witty line was. But his mother, early in the movie, was giving him crap because the lawn didn't look good. And he was like, I just mowed it. So that's obviously one of his jobs. So he comes in with the lawnmower strapped to him. It's got like a guitar strap on it. And he is operating the lawnmower with the blades facing out. And he is now going headfirst into the zombies, which accounts for the many, many gallons of blood that we uh, are going to see here. And he found this lawnmower because he jumped out of the attic window after finding a big trunk full of old pictures of his mom and his dad. And uh, then he finds a body in the trunk, which looks to be, is that his dad? Is that the woman? I I don't know. I was hoping you knew. You're not sure. I was hoping you knew. I assume it must be the woman because the The dad drowned or something. And I assume there was a funeral and stuff for him. I don't know. Right, uh, right. So maybe Dad... Well, I think it might have been his dad. I'm not 100% if it was his dad yeah. or the lover his father had taken, but it turns out that Vera, his lo- Lionel's lovely mother, uh, killed his dad mm-hmm. and his lover. Mm-hmm. So Lionel's dad had taken a lover, 
can't imagine why as much of a peach as Vera is. She was a dream. And so Vera drowned both of them, right? In a it what appeared to be a bathtub. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was confusing, but yes, she found them and drowned them both. And that is for I I don't know why uh Lionel would have ever had that vision, but he did have that vision a time or two in the movie of the woman's face being pushed down into the yeah. water. And he wouldn't have been able mm-hmm. to see that, so I don't know. Maybe that. Well, was... they show a little Lionel sitting in the bathroom watching it happen. Well, yeah, but he wouldn't have seen that shot—the face going into right, the water. Right, right. Yeah, that he yeah, was imagining. Yeah. I get you. I get you. So, oh, I don't know. that scene right now where the zombie woman gets her back of her head slammed onto a light fixture, and then her face lights up. Oh my God, that was brilliant. That was wasn't amazing. that spectacular. It was spectacular. This movie's it looked so good. They just... kept going back to it. They kept it in the background because it looked so good. And yeah, that's eventually wiggling. what starts the fire, right? Yeah, her face catches on fire. Uh, I think it's Paquita turns on the gas in the house. Yes, uh, to try to blow the fucking house up. She's just trying to save herself, but mm-hmm. you know it ends up catching the whole house on fire. So you get this spectacular house on fire, but. Yeah, the lawnmower. Let's talk about the lawnmower. Well, go at it. I set it up for you. I teed you up. I mean, he walks in. He kicks the front door open. He's got a push mower. He's taken a rope and fashioned a strap so he can hold it up and just go to zombie killing town. I mean, he's just taking it. He's holding it up sideways, and he's mowing all the zombies, and it's so much blood, gallons of blood. He's slipping everywhere. uh, There's one scene where he's trying to run away, but the zombies are uh, encroaching on him and advancing on him, but he can't get away because he's basically running in place because he's slipping on so much blood. <laughs> that's one of the things I love about this movie is there's there's always comedy in there. There's the one half head that slides around the floor yeah. in a ton of scenes, yes. the guy with the glasses on, and it's not just blood. Like You don't just like it because of, oh, look how much blood they used. The kills are creative. Yes. I mean, they do so many different cool things with this, and it's so over the top. And one of the zombies rips yeah. a person's rib cage out from their body, their entire oh. rib cage. Uh, yeah, that was the greaser, right? I think so. And then uh, the door lands on the guy. He comes out of the cellar. Half of the door covers his lower half, and then he just like lands on top of him. Yeah. And that outsider grabs the ribs and yanks him out. And then uh, the uncle, he gets his head and spine ripped back out of his body, but not separating it so that he, once he becomes a zombie, kind of walks around on all fours with his spine up like a brontosaurus or something. There was a lot in this. And so he kills all these zombies. He's done it. He's done it. They've won. He's killed all the zombies. We've seen gallons of blood, all the body parts everywhere. The living area, the entryway of the house is now just fucking heaps of blood and body parts and it looks as if they won the house is burning but then they have to kill one last zombie they haven't killed lionel's mother and they're like where's mom and then the house starts to shake and blam out of the floor erupts this giant titty having apple bum monster 
naked huge tits huge ass this creepy ass face that's like skeletal but it still kind of looks like his mom with lips and it's huge how big is this fucking thing it's like you know i wouldn't go king kong size but this thing's gotta be at least what 20 feet tall yeah it's it's, huge i mean it's easily you know taller than a one-story house inexplicably there's no re there's no rationale for her have having morphed into this beast right i mean that's just something that happened She's the super. She was the worst one. She's the killer, I guess. I don't know what made her turn into the super zombie, but she is nasty, and she's naked, and she chases Paquita and Lionel. They run through the house. They end up on the roof of the house where they have this big finale fight. They're trying not to fall off the roof. Paquita slides. She's hanging off the side of the house, but Lionel can't save her because he's fighting with his mom whose stomach rips open. She puts Lionel back where he came from inside her womb, and it looks like it's lights out for Lionel and Paquita, but then Lionel has that amulet that Paquita's mom or grandma gave him, and as Vera, Lionel's mom's face is falling apart to reveal this skeleton underneath that looks like a damn dinosaur in a museum. He starts cutting his way out of her guts using the amulet. It's so much blood. He rips his way out. He's back out there again. And uh, there's a lot of blood coming out of her guts. That's another I don't know how many gallons of blood. <laughs> that might be more blood than the scene in the house. I don't know. It it was a lot of blood in both scenes, so I'm not sure. But it was a lot of sprained blood everywhere. I don't and know. She falls like head first back into the house where you get this one last great shot of her giant monster zombie butt cheeks and then slips into the house which is on fire Lionel's trying to get the guts off of him runs over whips off his belt straps it around this like mm-hmm. I don't know like a zip line and grabs Paquita and they safely zip line away from the house on the belt and that's when uh the fire trucks start showing up and yeah they've yeah. won and so Lionel and Paquita Walk off into the sunset. But it's night, so, you know, it's not actually No sunset, actual sunset, but, but they do that. They've won. The baby is burning in the house. That's the last zombie you see die, and the firefighters come, and yeah. Why Victory. do you think they made the choice to give her those big, gross breasts with the big, gross nipples on them? I mean, I don't need zombie nips. I don't, I don't want zombie nips. I mean, <laughs> I think you would have missed them if they weren't there. You think I so? I think it made it that much better because it's not just ooh a monster; it's ooh a monster with giant tits and a big butt cheeks. <laughs> it, it it's so much better that way. Every way they could think to make something off putting, they did in this movie. They were like, "No, that's not gross enough. What would make it grosser? What if she had uh-huh. huge titties with?" big nipples on it. No, nah, it's not gross enough. What if her ass is huge? And now we're talking. <laughs> what if what if she what if? what if she rips her own stomach open and tries to put Lionel in like she's going back he's going back to the womb. Yeah, now that's it. That's the stuff. Uh, All yeah. I know is it worked. It did work. It did work. I my my opinion we, on this. We didn't movie. even talk about the the music in this movie. It's it's very silly music the whole way through. Yeah, everything that happens, it's like a Benny Hill skit. I mean, it's like, it. it's very, and I don't remember Evil Dead being that way. 
I don't remember it having silly music, but maybe in retrospect it did, because I really think this thing was inspired by Evil Dead. I really do. It was scary, it was gross, it had a plot, but at the same time, it was ridiculous. So I think, I, I think this was, Peter Jackson saw that and was like, you know, Sam Raimi, you know what you're doing, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. But all in all. So you want to give me a crunchiest kill? Crunchiest kill. The one that I love the most. I mean, I know there are gorier uh, kills, but I love the priest landing on the statue after the fucking kung fu scene. That's my favorite kill. I was torn because even though it's not exactly a death, I loved when he stabbed that nurse in the forehead and her head flew back and hung off the back of her you know, body. I loved that. I loved the rib cage getting pulled out of that guy. I mean, it looked, I mean, they just ripped this guy's skeleton out. There was a great one where, uh, and it was amazingly shot too. Uh, a guy falls down and he's screaming and everything. And then his skin gets ripped off his face. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah. That looked yeah, phenomenal. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was done with the guy's flailing arm as the cut point. So the guy's arm covers up the camera as he's flailing, and then they cut to the yep. practical effect of the face ripping off. But it was seamless, yep. and this was 1992. Oh, it was a clean cut. It yeah. looked great, and I mean, like I rewound that one and watched it again because mm-hmm. it was so good. Uh, but honestly, I really think I have to give it to that zombie who was shoved into the light fixture. Because then her whole you were gonna say that. her face lights up and it continues <laughs> to light up and electrocute throughout several scenes and then eventually it catches on fire. And uh, I mean, it looked so good. I mean, the practical effects so in good. this were just above and beyond. And that was one of the yeah. ones I love the most. But I mean, there were so many to pick from. I just had to go with one and that's what I'm going with. When I see a movie this good at practical effects with this many ideas and just wall to wall practical effects i'm like i that i don't even want to try to make a movie because i know how are you going to top that how are you going to compete with that and really well done practical effects i mean there weren't somewhere like that eh, looks pretty crappy everything looked good i assume like there's we didn't even talk about like the guts that do come to life like some zombies guts get written get ripped out and they become mm-hmm. a character <laughs> and so the zombies the guts are going around and killing people and you know wrapping their tendrils their i don't know i guess their bowels and stuff around people it was it, it looked good it all looked good and it was gross and if i was in that situation uh i would just be vomiting the whole time it was good it was great effects Great effects. Great movie. So damn Peter Jackson, you did a good. How how many uh gross ass titty monsters would you give this? <laughs> uh how many gross ass titty monsters would I give this? I think you already know my answer, man. This is a solid ten out of ten. What? Wow. You're giving this a ten. I mean, when things like Scream are out there, you're giving this a ten. I fucking love this. I mean, yes, some of the acting is a little dodgy. It takes a while to get going. But once it gets going, it's Mm -hmm. a feast for the eyes, man. I mean, you're getting grossed out at the beginning with a little pus here, a little blood there. And then you just have to go, I'm going to have to get used to this being grossed out because they are not going to stop. And they're going to raise the stakes up the ante and just keep going and building. And it's fucking phenomenal. All right. 
10. I'm going to give it a 7.5. And I won't say solid since we know that makes Heather so mad. But I won't, upset about that. I won't give it higher than that because those like true masterpieces are out there. And do I think mm-hmm. this is a true masterpiece? No, absolutely not. Because it is tough to get through. You know, like the first half hour, it was like, oh my God, is this whole movie going to be this way? But just on the effects and the gore alone... I'm giving it, you know, a 7.5. It was it was watchable. I would watch it again. I liked it. You did good this time. I think anything less than 10 out of 10 is a crime. <laughs> of course you do. And you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, of course you do, and I should. But I'm not. But we have different taste, and that's what makes this show so unbelievable and so popular around the globe. Nay, the universe. The universe. We're like Siskel and Ebert. We argue. That's true. It's true. We do argue. And uh, and people do like the show, so that's good. And thank you all to everyone who was listening. Um, so what do we got to do now? We got a final girl, and then I got to pick a movie, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Well, uh, let's, do, uh, let's do some final girl. Let's figure out who this week's winner is. Oh, man. You this prepped for that? This is probably the most heartbreaking it part is. of the show. It because- does. It makes me sick at my stomach We've, every time. We got old Dolly Dangerous and Benita Applebum. You've been together the whole time, sticking it out, yep. surviving together, keeping each other safe, making smart decisions. And now, if you listen closely. <laughs> you have been ripped apart. <laughs> oh. I listened closely. I hate to see you guys break up. I had to put it in the studio mic, not the the phone mic. We're I know, no, that's great. No, I get it. I got it so close to the mic this time. You're gonna hear that rip, baby. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, Dolly, Benita, in you go into the hatch. We spin that wheel. <laughs> Who's first? Dolly, dangerous. Poison oak is rough and makes you so itchy. Stone Duggins offers to scratch you and his girlfriend gets bitchy. You think you should let him just to spite her. But you think better of it and scratch it yourself with a pin from a diner. You survived. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> right. Just let me, let me figure out this rhyme. Uh, Alex wrote this one. So she's got poison oak. She's itchy. There's a fella with a great name, Stone Duggins. Stone Duggins. He's like, I'll scratch your poison oak, but his girlfriend gets upset. Let's scratch her. Let's scratch her, that bitch. And she thinks about letting Stone scratch her back, just to spite the bitchy girlfriend, mm-hmm. but then decides instead to use a pin from a diner. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's to help reach. Yeah. How did you come up with this? Where, where was your head when you wrote this? What was going on? Uh, I can tell you exactly. I was watching uh, disc golf on TV, and someone was complaining about poison oak that they picked up the day before, and there was the run. There it was. Another diff- disc golf-inspired final girl rhyme. Thank you, disc golf. Dolly Dangerous, you survived. That means we only have... One more. Benita Applebaum. Uh Uh-oh. Let's see what happens. Benita. 
Quit your squawking, you silly parrot. If you don't shut up, I'll peel your skin and wear it. What did you say, bird? That's no way to speak. Mind your manners or I'll slap you in the beak. You stared at each other, a murderous gaze. Then Molly the parrot broke out of her cage. She flew in circles around your head, then pecked out your eyes, then your brain. You are dead. Wow. Oh, rest in peace, Miss Applebum. We what hate to see to that go. beautiful Applebum kick the bucket. Dolly Dangerous, you are our final girl. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. You made it to the very end, Miss Dangerous. But guess You're what? You're a new player, too. Thanks for playing. Your fight right. is not over. Well, yeah, not quite. Here's how you win. You have to have listened to the show so that you know you won. Then you jump on Instagram, send us a direct message, say, hey, guys, I listened to the show. I am this week's final girl, and we will send you that mystery prize. Congratulations, Dolly. You made it. Severina, Claire, Jasmine, Bonita, Nina, Cami, Safonda, thanks for playing. Come back again. I know a lot of you guys are repeat players. Keep coming back. It's a numbers game, people. The wheel doesn't play favorites, but if you keep coming back, you're going to win that mystery prize. You're going to get that mystery prize. That is awesome. I'm wearing a mystery prize right now, actually. From the yeah, from the big uh, the big giveaway we did when we went the Friday the thirteenth. No, this was is that what it was? Yeah, it was the Friday the thirteenth show. we made special shirts for those winners, the big winners, and uh, I made an extra for myself to practice on so that the ones I sent out weren't terrible. And uh, it's not bad. It's pretty good. I bet it's itchy and too tight. Now, I remember you made me buy really nice shirts this time. I didn't make you do anything. Yes, you I did. I just complained. You, you complained about the shirt decision. I had made you for the Sleepaway Camp 2 episode, and uh, which was, you know, I thought a really kind gesture, and you were like, this shirt's too tight and itchy. What a jerk. I said, thank you. I put on the shirt, and it was like, hell yeah, and then I was like, this thing's too tight. Well, this is itchy. It's true. In I'm retrospect, sorry. I'm very sensitive to, to itchy materials. I like soft clothes. I and know. since I was a kid, you know, I couldn't deal with a tag being in my shirt. That's just the way I am. I should have I should have thought it, shirt. it really falls on me. I you know, you're not the biggest guy. I thought small one hundred percent wool was the way to go. And uh, now I know better. Then you washed it and you dried it, and you're not supposed to do that with wool. It was a size infant too. <laughs> <laughs> it was made of burlap, Alex. <laughs> I still I'm wear sure mine. You put some itching powder in there too. <laughs> oh, good God! All right, so uh, you ready to Alex hear slashers sandpaper apparel? <laughs> you ready to hear what tiny movie sandpaper apparel? We are watching uh, for the next episode. Ooh, lay it on me. This is my favorite part of the show, by the way. We're watching 1981's Bloody oh. Birthday. Bloody Birthday from 1981. Mm-hmm. Alex, not only have I not seen this movie, I've never no. heard of this no, one. No, I hadn't either, but it's been on my list for a long time because I've never seen it. But Screen Rant uh, describes it this way. Bloody Birthday is one film that would be nearly impossible to make today. The plot involves three young children all born prematurely during a solar eclipse. 
For some strange reason, this shared event robs them of empathy, and the trio become violent children, leaving a trail of mayhem in their sleepy Southern California suburb. Bloody Birthday, 1981. Mm-hmm. Murderous Children. A trio of murderous children. 81's the same year Dead Alive came out, right? Uh, no, that was 92. Right? Not. I'm sorry, not Dead Alive. Uh, uh, um, Evil Dead. Oh. I think old Sam Raimi's Evil Dead came out in 81. I have no idea. but uh, I think it did. Have you seen a trailer for, uh, what's it called, Bloody Birthday? Have I seen the trailer for it? Yeah. No, I have not. So you're just going off of this Scream Rant article? Yep, that I read, you know, a year and a half ago and put this on my list. I believe it is free to watch on Tubi, as are just about anything we do because we make such terrible movies. But I also <laughs> I also think I own it. I, I think I, I downloaded it years ago. But uh, yeah, so that's your movie, Micah. I have no idea what to expect from Bloody Birthday. I don't either. I just read an article once about underrated slasher films, and that one uh, tickled my fancy. That's what we do here, Alex. It tickled we go my into unexplored territory. That's right. That's right. Maybe it'll be a winner. Maybe it'll be the greatest thing ever. Or probably not. You know, <laughs> that's why it's so famous, because uh-huh. it's the best one ever. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> Well, you know, on uh, lists of underrated slasher movies, I sometimes see yeah. uh, Hatchet, and you know we love Hatchet, so this is this is on a list of underrated uh, horror or slasher. So maybe it's going to be great. All right, all right, I'm down. You know, I can't say no. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. Bloody well, birthday. Well, Alex, we've arrived to the end. We watched a fantastic gory movie together i loved this one i loved talking about this with you and alex as you know i love you brother i love you thanks for doing the show with do you me, really though do you really I do love, love you i do i love you a lot. can i ask you another question do you sure. think i'm pretty oh i think you're beautiful beautiful a natural beauty you don't think that my waddle's gotten too flabby well i mean i mean i don't want to even comment on your waddle just tell me, tell me I've got good waddle, Alex. Just tell me it's good. I would say that your waddle is at least as good as half of the populations. <laughs> I love those names for body parts. Like, those are my favorite body part names: waddle, uh, flagina, and weenus. A weenus. I knew you were going to get to weenus. Yeah, I hate yeah. weenus. It's a horrible name. All right. Hey, all you lucky weenuses and waddles and flaginas out there, thank you for joining us on this long ride of a show. Uh, we will be back next time with, uh, what you call it, Baby Alive? Bloody Birthday. Bloody birthday. Thank you, everyone. Like, share, and tell your friends. Oh, and subscribe. Smash that merch button. Yeah, we have none. <laughs> I'll see you next time, man. All right, see you next Bye, time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Have you ever put your weenus in your vagina? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I wish the show had video so people could I'm see. So I'm so glad the show does not have video. My weenus in my vagina.